Good morning, everyone. This is Ryan Wolt, and I hope you have a cup of coffee at the ready because this is the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast Classics Edition, Volume 5. Welcome to this episode. This show has been on hiatus for the holidays, but that will soon be coming to an end. Already this week, I've interviewed Danny Riggins of Altrea Coffee in San Diego and Carrie Elliott of Elliott and Murray Coffee in Hillsboro, Oregon, a suburb of Portland. And I still need to roll tape on a conversation with Jeremy Hicks of Goose Bear Coffee. During this hiatus, I didn't want to leave you without any great coffee content, so I've been re-airing some of the classic Coffee Smarter coffee education shorts from the first few seasons. Today, you'll hear Chris O'Brien give us the coffee origin story. I've heard him tell this story at Coffee Cycle no less than 104 times, approximately, and it never gets old. If you want to catch up on all of the episodes before we start Season 4, you can listen from the beginning on your favorite podcast platform. This show is everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, Anchor, iHeartRadio, or wherever else. Or you can head to RoastWestCoast.com to stream all of the episodes or read the newsletter. Right now, I've got new shows to edit, so pitter-patter, let's get at her. Make sure your coffee mug is full, because it is time for the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast, Classics Edition, Volume 5. get to do this whole zoom meeting video chat thing very often i'm gonna have fun with it if i'm gonna do it you know so chris o'brien welcome back to the roast west coast podcast it's wonderful truly wonderful to have you back for a second season for our week one of coffee smarter i want to go back in time uh something we somehow didn't talk about in season one coffee who invented it? Who discovered it? Who realized that, hey, this cherry over here looks like it would be good if it were dried and ground and dipped in hot water, and then I put it in my mouth? So that's kind of my question. What's the origin story of coffee? Well, you know, it's it's funny because when we think about a lot of food and food products that we eat, trying to imagine how someone got from, ooh, look at that plant over there, to here's this incredible thing it's sort of a, a, a big gap, but there is actually a, a specific legendary story in, in the coffee world that I've probably told you before, but I'd love to share with everybody else. Um, it's sort of a it's sort of a known thing in, in the coffee world, but all coffee originally comes from Ethiopia. There are wild coffee forests in Ethiopia, which is just crazy and awesome to me to think about. You know, coffee is not a, a tree, so to call it a forest is a little interesting. It's, it's considered a shrub, but these shrubs can get pretty tall, like way taller than you are. Um, and so you can wander the wild coffee forests of, of Ethiopia. Then just across the sea from Ethiopia is Yemen. So it's, it's arguable that, that those wild coffee, uh, coffee shrubs are also found originally in Yemen just as much as they are in Ethiopia. But generally say that all coffee originally comes from Ethiopia. And so, Way back in the day in Ethiopia, there's a goat herder walking along. And the goat herder's name is Kaldi, K-A-L-D-I. And Kaldi's walking along with his goats. Maybe he's got 20 goats or something. He's walking from point A to point B. And at point B, he goes and he sets up his camp. And he starts going and taking care of his 19 goats. And he says, wait, holy smokes, there's only 19 goats. Where's number 20? 
And so he starts hiking back along the path that he's been hiking along. And he finally finds the missing goat. And he grabs the goat by the whatever you grab a goat by. And he tries to bring the goat with him. And the goat's just acting crazy. The goat's hopping around, jumping up and down, just, you know, uh, getting on the microphone and singing. It's just the goat's just going nuts. And Caldy, the goat herd, realizes that there's this shrub nearby with these little red berries on it. And that the the goat has been eating these berries, and that's why the goat's all crazy. So he grabs a couple branches of these cherries, these berries, and he struggles with the goat, and he brings it back to his campsite, and he sort of starts experimenting. And uh, and that's how we we discovered coffee. It was Caldi the goat herd. So you'll see a lot of coffee roasters or importers have a goat as one of its as one of their symbols. A lot of Ethiopian coffee uh, some uh, does a goat as a symbol of coffee. Um, and the name Caldi will pop up sometimes in uh, different coffee shop names around the world. Interesting. So do we do we believe this story? Do we really think this goat herder discovered coffee? Or do we think that was a story that somebody told in effort to sell you know, their neighbors on this idea that they should put this dirty cherry into their mouth? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you can eat the cherries and they're pretty tasty. But they're not necessarily everyone's favorite little fruit to snack on. And they've got these really large seeds in the middle that aren't fun to chew on. So, you know, to get to the point of removing the seeds, drying the seeds, then roasting the seeds, grinding it up, adding it to boiling water, removing the grounds. uh, You know, I don't know how someone gets quite there. That's definitely a bit of a stretch. But we definitely can't deny that the ultimate product is is pretty amazing. And... um, you know, there's there's fermentation along the way, and uh, and a lot of great foods are fermented. And you know, it's you think about tea, and you think how simple tea is. You pluck some leaves off of a branch, and you dry them, and then you steep them in hot water, and you make tea, right? Well, tea isn't that simple either. They're they're fermenting it and fire roasting it in some cases, and you know, uh, tearing it in certain ways, and rubbing it between their hands, and you know, all these foods that we all have kind of incredibly arcane methods of, of preparation and it's, it's sort of hard to tell exactly where they come from but you know I'm, I'm definitely happy how far we've come with coffee preparation because i have ground coffee beans between two cast iron pans before when we didn't have a coffee grinder when camping and That's i right. will tell you it's not fun and the coffee doesn't taste very good <laughs> <laughs> but if you didn't have anything to compare it to I think I'm okay with sticking with this idea that Caldi discovered coffee. I, I like the story of it. And I'm also, I think I'm going to start researching goats and think about maybe, you know, putting some time and effort into into goat learning. You know, I, I think that would be good for you because, you know, when I think about you and I think about goats, it really brings like sort of a similar feeling to my to my heart. So just joy and happiness. Yeah. So really just, just pursue that. Pursue your dreams, you know, okay. pursue your goat dreams, Ryan. Chris, I got to learn about coffee from you, so I've already achieved my dreams. Your goat dreams? My All of my dreams. <laughs> Either way, it's great to have you back. Thank you for coming and getting uh, getting us all a little coffee smarter today. Uh, I'll see you again soon. Oh, I can't, wait. I can't wait for the next one, Ryan. Thanks again for having me. Thank you once again for checking into another episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast Classics Edition to brush up on some coffee basics. 
Now it's time to get yourself some good coffee, and you can check out coffeecycleroasting.com to try some of Chris's high-scoring roasts coming out of Pacific Beach. Or click the links on roastwestcoast.com to this show's industry supporters. Ignite Coffee Roasters, Cafe La Terre, Moster Coffee, Leap Coffee, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Morea Coffee, or Steady State Coffee Roasting. Steady State is actually expanding and hiring a part-time barista and a marketing manager. So if you are looking for a job in coffee and a ride on a rocket ship of a company, you may have found it. Don't forget Roast West Coast, which is essentially just me, will be at Camp Coffee Company in February, Omicron permitting. So mark your calendars, that's February 19th, a Saturday morning from 9 to noon. I'll be there with stickers and great coffee, and I'll even be chatting with some customers on the show as I test out some new in-person equipment. Thank you to Cape Horn Coffee and to First Light Coffee Whiskey for being partners as well. I'm going to finish up today and then walk down to the beach to watch the sunset with a nip of First Light Coffee Whiskey mixed in with my hot chocolate. We only have one more Classics episodes left before the new Season 4 episodes start dropping. I hope you're as excited as I am. I'm really stoked on the new series of shows featuring roasters from California to Alaska and the return of our Coffee Smarter experts, Siri and Chris. Until then, head to RoastWestCoast.com to check out the other coffee content. Thank you everyone for continuing to listen to this show. This episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this show has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity to make it through the day. And please, always tip your baristas, and be sure to drink good coffee. Hey there, listener and coffee lover. If you liked this little snippet of a Coffee Smarter episode and you want more and more coffee content, please consider buying us a cup of coffee or signing up for a paid subscription to the Roast West Coast newsletter. That'd be real cool. And with enough subscribers, we'll be able to focus on creating coffee content for you all day, every day. Subscriptions are a great way to show appreciation for the show. Just head to roastwestcoast.com to subscribe or leave us a tip. Thanks, everyone.